Welcome to The Liberating Secret with your host, author and teacher, Sylvia Pierce. The Liberating Secret is dedicated to revealing the mystery of the gospel, which is Christ in you, the only hope of glory. Let's join Sylvia Pierce for today's lesson. Well, hello everybody. This is Sylvia and it's Sunday. So here we are together and I'm so happy to do this. I, I just said to my precious friend, Sharon, who's sitting right here. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Sylvia. Hi, everybody. Put, put that up to your mouth when you talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're just learning how to do this, you all. So we're, we might have a few blunders, but we don't mind. You all are our friends. We've probably, we've probably talked with each other before. We've probably Facebooked each other before. So um, you just have to give us a break because we're just learning how to do this. First thing I want to do is just thank my son Dave for setting all this up. I mean, probably this was his idea. Let me tell you, let me tell you the truth. Years ago in the early 90s, he was, he was a truck driver at the time, and he prophesied that I, he called me and says, Mom, you're going to be on the radio. I said, oh, yeah. Okay, Dave, that's fine. It wasn't but about five or six years later, I was on the radio. Then, okay, who, who helped me do that was Dave. Okay, well, then later, you know, it came time, and my husband says, we're going to put you on TV. And so Dave put me on TV. So I just want to thank the Lord for his part. I mean, he works really hard. He has a great, great part. I mean, we couldn't really do this without him. So I just want to thank thank you, Dave, and thank the Lord for his expertise. And I also want to thank my precious friend, Sharon. Sharon from California. Sharon. Yay, Sylvia. I'm so glad to be here with you. <laughs> well, she's going to kind of be here with me. And Sharon just has a way of asking questions that she already knows the answer to because she's a strong knower. She knows who she is. She knows all the real answers to a lot of these questions. And she'll probably comment about these answers too. But she has a great way of asking questions that other people, you know, maybe didn't put, you know, on the feed. Maybe they're, you haven't put, you haven't put, you haven't asked the questions on the feed, maybe that, or um, maybe you're thinking about it, but you, you know, you, you just really don't know how to ask. So anyway, she's going to be doing that along the way. So we're, we're, and let me say, this is episode number one, and this is August the 18th, 2019. So let me first make a few announcements. Um, Along the way, what we're going to be doing pretty soon is we're going to be doing a chart presentation called What is Man? Now, instead of us trying to show you all the charts and bringing those up, we could, and we've done that before, but this, we just had another idea. The Lord gave us this idea. We put the PDF files of all these charts on my website, theliberatingsecret.org. And it's right on the front page. It says, it says, what is man? So if you click that, you will get all these uh, charts, charts, and there's like 64. So if you, if you don't want to copy all of them, that's okay. But if I were you, I would copy at least 10 and get yourself a binder and put them all in the binder. 
and you can just you can go right along with us as we teach and share these tremendous truths and these are tremendous truths that we have you know i've been teaching the liberating secret tv radio show for many years like i said but a lot of times on the program i will go verse by verse because i love teaching the bible but you know i really feel like that this this uh, facebook podcast it, we're really going to hit the target of what in the world our ministry is about. We're going to really go through the Apostle Paul's teaching on who we are in Christ and how we can know that. And we're going to answer many questions, maybe, that have not been answered maybe to your satisfaction yet. Sometimes when I go through verse by verse, I'm hitting the points but now on this pod, these podcasts, I'm going to be hitting the spot. I'm going to be giving the real message of what the liberating secret is really about and, and how you can know it. You can truly know the released life of Christ who lives your life within and really know that. We're going to answer some of those questions. But let me tell you a little bit about Sharon, my precious friend of 30 years now. First met her out in California when I was out there years ago doing this very presentation, I believe. And so um, she moved to Louisville, and that's where, that's where this is coming from, Louisville, Kentucky. We say Louisville instead of Louisville. But anyway, um, I met, and she moved here, and guess what? She ends up moving into the house that I grew up in, right in Middletown, Kentucky. So I'm so happy about that, and I just dearly love her. She's been over to my house many, many times, and, and I think I've taught her a few things along the way, but she certainly has taught me as well. She's a great, great friend, highly respected, high, highly known even in the community. A lot of people have known her. She's had a job as a social worker, so a lot of people have known her, respected her, and really she has a ministry at her own church. So, but she has asked, could she, or maybe I asked her, I can't remember Sharon, but I asked her, uh, would she be a part of this? Because I just think it's easier for all of us if we've got somebody I can throw questions out or she can th throw questions at me. And, and, um, and it's just going to be more casual, and that's what I like. Now, the liberating secret that I do... Um, I'm not so casual. I'm pretty, you know, I do the lessons and, you know, I say hello and goodbye. It's only like 28 minutes. We can, this might go over an hour. We're, we're shooting for an, at least an hour, but maybe it will go over an hour. So hope that, hope this is a good time for you. If the thing that I'm asking you to do, ask your friends, see if your friends might be interested in this and tell them to join the Facebook group, the Lib, uh, the, Christ Our Life Ministry group and join that group. And also, you're going to find some of these programs on the Liberating Secret on uh, YouTube. Now, uh, that's our channel. We have a Liberating Secret channel on YouTube. And actually, it has all of our programs on it. So any of the, um, any of the lessons that I've done, like through the whole book of Romans, Galatians, and of course, I love Paul's letters. So I'm 
going through all of Paul's letters because I think that's important for us to know and to understand. So just wanted to tell you about the Liberating Secret and also the Facebook thing. And also uh, be sure to look, get on our website and, and download these charts. I think you're going to be blessed by it. And like I said, there's 64, but, you know, it's going to take us some time. It might take us a whole year to go through it because there's a lot of teaching. Now, there's a lot that we want to answer. There's a lot we want to answer. But some of the questions that we might answer, and I'm sure Sharon will have a few more. Sharon, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. So they know you're here. And you I'm have here to, still. You have to hold it I'm up to here. you. I'm here. I've got to put the microphone up. I'm so glad. It's an <laughs> honor to be a part of this. And we're looking forward to your questions. We're looking forward to your comments when you join the group. And we can see you here on Sylvia's computer. So we welcome you and we bless you. And we're all waiting for just what the Holy Spirit's up to here. Yeah, I see Kathy Faye's on. Kathy, yeah, Kathy Faye's Yay. out in California. Yay, Kathy. And uh, I'm just going to be looking over there every now and then, and I'm going to be looking to see who's on. And I'm, I just want to say, hey, hi, because <laughs> I want this just to be like that. Our friends, new friends, of our fam the family of God, and uh, that's who you are, the body of Christ, the precious body of Christ. I used to say when I used to start my radio program, Hello to all God's people out there in Radio Land. Hello to all God's precious people out there in Radio Land. And then I would say, do you know how precious you are? Maybe you don't. Well, hopefully through this program, you will. But listen, the, let me read you some of the questions that probably will be answered in this chart presentation that we do. How, let me just read some of them. How do we walk in the spirit of who we really are? I mean, do we really know who we really are in Christ? You know, sometimes I think we it's like a cliche. We say, yeah, I know who I am. But do we really? And then we start reading a bunch of verses. Well, I mean, no, it's a living reality to know that Christ is your life. It's not just a mental ascent. It's not something you learn. It's a revelational truth that the Holy Spirit gives you as you move in by faith. Because everything that we have in this life is always going to be by faith and it's always going to be by grace. It's always a gift to whoever will ask and seek and find and know who you really are in Christ as a living reality, not just something, yeah, I already know that. You see, when you really discover some of these truths and they become real to you in, as, a, as a revelation, as an indwelling knowing within you, then it's just going to be a living adventure all the time. Life is not going to be stale. It's going to be even all the negatives, even the temptations, even the trials, everything that comes our way will be, like my good friend Brad Anderson says, will be an opportunity for faith. And I always love that. I hope, Brad, I hope you and Janelle are on. I, I'm, I'm not seeing you right now, but I hope you, you come on. All right. Though, these are some of the questions. What do we do with our with trials and temptations? Okay, everybody has got trials. What are trials? What's the difference? Well, trial is what happens to you outwardly. You can't. You have no control over. You lost your job. 
you know, your house got foreclosed, whatever might happen outwardly that is a trial, you see. You know, and people are, are stressed these days, really. They're working sometimes a couple of jobs to make ends meet and all that. So it's, it's, a, it's a trial. And a temptation, what's a temptation? Temptation is what in the world do you do with what happens to you outwardly? What you do on the inside with it? What do you do? Well, we're going to look at that. That's really in this presentation. Okay, uh, what does it mean to move into the rest that's promised us, the Sabbath rest? I said this the other night at, on the Bible, at, the, at our Bible study on Thursday night. Anybody here in Louisville might want to come to the Bible study we have at our home on Thursday night and look on the website and you can I can give you that info. So, but anyway, I said the 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 rest that God promises us, the Sabbath rest is not really a day of the week. Everybody thinks it could be a day of the week. No, it's really not, not for New Testament people, not for uh, new creations, really. Not for the new covenant people. No. It's an inner rest ceasing from your own works. Wow. Moving into the life of grace and faith, you see. Moving away from my own works, what I have to do. A lot of times we Christians are saved by faith, apart from works, but then we think we're sanctified by works. I mean, a lot of people believe that and they teach that. That's not what Paul is saying that's not what the Bible is saying. That's not even what James is saying. So we're going to look at all those. I, I love all of the, the thorny uh, things that pop up that people say, well, what about this and what about that? You're, you're not going to stump me if you ask me all those questions. I probably will pick the ones I want to answer, though. I mean, I think that's my prerogative. Okay, what, uh, what are we experiencing since we do not? still have the old nature, then what are we experiencing? How do, what about our feelings and what are we experiencing? Because a lot of people call the flesh the old nature. So what is that about? We're going to discuss that. We all know the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ saves us from our sins, causes us to know that we're saved. But do, really, do we really know what happened in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, unblameable, un, un, uh, unreprovable in his sight? That's Colossians 1.22. Look that up. Do you, do you really know that there's another part of the gospel, not just the blood of Christ? Don't we have, when we take communion, is it just taking the little, you know, wine or grape juice if not wine do we really do we want to know that well that's going to we're going to see that in this presentation we're doing that's why be sure to call everybody tell everybody to join this group the uh, Christ our life ministry group okay what about prayer what about is prayer just beseeching God for answers well it certainly is that but is there a deeper level of what it means to be an intercessor and uh, instead of just, just our prayer life? Well, yes, there is. There's more to discover on that. We're going to look at the deep things of God. You know, Corinthians talks about it. God wants to give us the deep things. Do we just, do we just have surface understanding? Well, not on this program because we're going to dive deep. Let's go. Let's, you you want to dive deep? 
Let's go into come, deep waters. Come on. The deep waters. And, of course, I have a friend, uh, um, Jenny Feening. Her ministry is called Deep Waters. I do a woman's retreat with her uh, twice a year. But anyway, her, we go into the deep waters. What about the indwelling life of Christ within us? Do we really know the indwelling spirit? We know the Holy Spirit. Some of us have evidences of of the Holy Spirit, and we understand the Holy Spirit lives in us, but do we know the indwelling divine nature of the Holy Spirit within us? Are we deriving our life from the divine nature? Wow, because that's, that's available to us. You see, there's so much in, to, uh, that's our inheritance in Christ. Are we living from it? Do we even know about it? The, these are some of the questions we're going to answer. What about sin? Do we sin every day, like a lot of people say? I mean, I, I used to say that we're just saved sinners because we sin every day. Are you sure? Is that sin every day or is it temptation? Or, and do we call temptation sins? Just because we might have a bad thought, that might be that sin to us. You see, we've got to understand this. You see... Um, the book of 1 John, it's the Apostle John writing it. He says, I write unto you so that you sin not. <laughs> That's a novel thought, that we, we don't have to sin every day. Actually, we don't. I think it's rare. I think we c consider all temptation as sin. We need to get that clear. Do we need to get that clear? That's a good one, Sylvie. It's really good. <laughs> definitely a difference between sin and temptation. What about our addictions? Okay. People are addicted today. They're, they're going to 12 steps and, you know, bless everybody's way of handling everything. But is there a way in the spirit where it, you don't even have to take steps to really understand it? Is there a way? Is there a deeper way? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. To fully know that you've already been delivered from all addictions, the cross has already delivered you. But we have to take it by faith, and we have to stand on it. What, what, what do we do when we're bombarded with a bunch of satanic temptations? Do we really realize we've lived in lies most of our life? Do you realize that we've not really known the fullness of truth, and it is the truth that really sets us free? Do you really want to know the truth that will set you free? To, to live the spontaneous life of Christ within you just in everyday life. Not like supernatural. Yes, it's supernatural, but it's naturally supernatural. Where I can just be a natural person living my natural life, but it's really the life of Christ. Doing my dishes, taking care of the kids that I might have to take care of the people at work, it's really Christ that's going, doing these things. Can you know that? Yes, you can. You see, that's what Jesus died for. And actually, I wrote a little, um, and I have this in a trifold, and I give, I will give this to anybody that, that writes me if they would like a copy of this. I give it out freely. Actually, there's three trifolds I give it out freely. And, it's, and let me read you what Martin Luther once said. The name of this trifold is not I, but Christ. Martin Luther, the father of Reformation, once said, It is God's intention to have a race of Christ, little c. 
Not that we ever become God, not that we ever become Christ, the second person of the Trinity, but we contain him and he lives his eternal life out through us. That's what eternal life is. Eternal life is not just a place we go to when we die. Uh, certainly, that's for sure. But we live the light, the eternal divine life now. Can we live? Can we know to live now? Can we know not to live in the uh, regrets of the past? Can we know not to live in the fear of the future? Can we know how to live right now and walk in this eternal life, which is the life of Christ? Because really, a Christian means a Christed one. It means a little Christ, exactly what Martin Luther said. That was God's, that's what God's intention for Christianity to be. Can you imagine that? I mean, that is so rich and so deep. And it is for us to know, Sharon. And I dare say that many, many people in the body of Christ, they're either afraid of it, or you, you're saying then we become God, we become Christ. Oh, no. You know, the old mystics, and I bring it out in this. Let me just read you this one thing that I wrote here. It says uh, that um, it says this. A good illustration is this. This is the illustration: a piece of iron on fire. Think of it. The iron never becomes the fire, and the fire never becomes the iron. But they are both interpenetrated in each other, forming one burning piece of iron. That's what we're meant to be. We're meant to be on fire with Jesus. That's what we're meant to be, but in normal life. Okay, likewise, the human created form never becomes the creator. Now, please get this. We're not saying this. Don't miss, don't take this out of context. Likewise, the human never becomes the creator and the creator never becomes the human form, but lives in the human form, manifesting his life through the human form. Think of that. You're the manifester of the creator. Wow. That's what he created us to be. All right. These are, let, let me just read you. I think, well, one more question. Even though we have all this great inheritance, why isn't it a manifested spontaneous manifested reality in us every day. Why isn't it? Why isn't it? What blocks us? What is the block? What holds us still in bondage? What lies that we are really believing about ourselves and about God that really is not the truth? Let me tell you, when, we, when you were born, you were born into the liar's life. You were born into a lie because we all were born as sinners into the lie. So we learned the lie, we lived it, we constantly fed ourselves with these lies over and over until finally we come to the spirit of truth. You know, the Bible actually tells us we have the spirit of error in us before we're born again. And, and um, a good friend of mine calls it the liar's life. He said, I lived the liar's life forever. Now we can live the liar, the truth. It is the truth of who you are, who you contain, how to operate and how to live this life. This is what this program 
or I would say episode is going to be. This is number one. And, and you know where we're going to start, Sharon? How are we going to start with this presentation? Well, I want to tell you about this, this, this presentation, What is Man? Because I want you to go to the website. And I might have to do that for three or four programs until, you know, people catch it that we are actually going through this, this um, chart presentation. Let me tell you a little bit about my chart presentation. The Lord gave me this in the late 80s. How about that? I've known it this long. Actually, longer. But... Um, but it all started coming to me in picture form. So I started making little charts and scribbling down and making this and making that. And when I first did it, I just found posters and I started drawing it all on posters. And then after a while, that got too big. And really, my husband made me a big stand and I would carry it around. It was way too heavy for me. Finally, then, um, you know, I made it smaller and smaller. And so actually today, it's this size. It's this size. But I have few of these that are published, really. So what I would like you to do is get on my website, get your own, put it in a binder, and you'll have it. You'll be able to share. My whole heart is that once you understand this revelation, you will want to share this with others. You won't want to be here in this program or this podcast. You will be want to share it because it is the the good news of the gospel. If what you're hearing is not good news and exciting to you every day, maybe you're not hearing the truth, but you're going to hear it on this program. And it is the truth. <laughs> you you always, I always say this, if there's no transformation, then maybe the truth, the full truth is not given. Now we're, we're born again and there's a transformation when we're first saved. All of a sudden now you want to read your Bible and you're excited about it all. But if, we, if we're left there without truly getting discipled on, on what we have and who we are, then you know what? Um, you know, you could just get dry pretty quick. Now, that's, that's the people I'm running into, actually, that are coming to our Bible study. I know a man that just recently came to our Bible study, and when he was first saved, he was just on fire, and then it's like it just got... The fire, the fire went out. Why? Well, because he really needs to be discipled in the truth and not, not put under the works of the law immediately. A lot of people will put you right under the works of the law. We're not that. And actually, this truth will transform your consciousness. It will give you a new mind. It will move you. And I, I made a list of what it will move you to. It's a radical reversal in your consciousness. From the mind of the flesh to the mind of the spirit. And it's going to, it's going to, it, this, as a man think it, so is it, so are you. So this is what transforms us to be renewing our mind to the real truth. Now, I wrote some old covenant, new covenant, old Testament, New Testament realities and how there is a radical reversal in our consciousness to really understand these truths. And this and true divine understanding will change you, I promise you, because it will be revelation. Revelation moves into a fixed knowing within us and absolutely transforms us. I mean, I've seen it over and over. 
Myself, I've been transformed. I know people around me that have been transformed. My husband is not the same person he used to be. My friend Sharon's not the same. I'm not the same. You see, we're actually moving from glory to glory. So what, what is this reversal? What, what is happening in our consciousness? And we're going to see then what happened to the Apostle Paul. Think about him. There had to be a radical reversal in his consciousness. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. I mean, he was taught the law. He, he was a lawyer. He knew the law up and down, and he felt like that he kept it perfectly. Well, that was probably perfect self-righteousness, but he didn't know it. He thought he was being good. So listen, the old covenant causes you to live by what you see and what you do. The new covenant will take you into the unseen realm of the spirit. The old covenant will propagate the doings of the flesh. The new co covenant will bring you into the operation of the spirit life. So one is seen, the old, it's what we see and we do, you see. Now the new covenant takes you into the unseen realm of the spirit. One is the tangible. What you see is tangible. That's what we're used to. That's what we like. That's why people like law. That's, they can see it. They can handle it. They can do it. And then it makes them think they're right. Not so in the New Covenant. In the New Covenant, it's intangible. It's not tangible to this world. It's the kingdom of God. What God, what Christ has delivered us from is he's delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and blindness, that the devil has blinded our minds, and we're in the kingdom of darkness, and we're translated into the kingdom of light. And this light causes us to be enlightened to the real truth, which transforms us, by the way. One, the old is fleshly activity. Some, pe some Christians still want to live as it when they're still in the Old Testament. Do you do you see that, Sharon? Yes. Do you I see that? Self-effort and perform it. Self-effort and try to perform, try to work the Christian life instead of make, living a life by faith. Yes, living the life. A life of faith. Yes. So instead of fleshly activity, it's spirit receptivity. Just receiving what's already ours in Christ, really. Yes. That's what it is. One is doing, the old is doing, doing, doing. You see, if our mind is still on doing, 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 we're, that's still the mind of the flesh. Do we realize that? Romans 8 says the mind of the flesh is death. Romans 8 also says the mind of the spirit is life. And so the mind of the spirit is more being than doing. We are human beings, not human doings. Okay, okay. Uh, the Old Testament is written on tablets. I can remember when I was first saved. I wanted my Bible teacher. Just write down what I'm supposed to do. If there's 10, 15 things, it doesn't matter. Just write down what I'm supposed to do. Well, she says, oh, no. You know why she wouldn't do it? Because I couldn't keep them anyway. I didn't know I couldn't keep them at that time. God had to take me down into a desert before I could know that. Okay, so, so now... Um, it's not any longer written on a piece of paper, uh, a list of what I should do or not do. It's actually written in our hearts. 
the new covenant is written right in our hearts. It's an indwelling new covenant. See, we're used to outer, outer, outer. I always say most of God's people are, they surf on the outside of their being and they never dive in deep within who they really are and discover that. What can be discovered when you live inwardly, you see, then you're not going to be, you know what the first thing you lose, Sharon, is all this judge, judgmentalness, you know, being judgmental about yourself and about other people and, you know, thinking you've, you've got it and nobody else does. You know, you, you really accept the whole body of Christ where the whole body of Christ is. And if you do see more for them, you believe for them, maybe on their behalf when they can't believe for themselves. And so it's not, you know, the judgmental attitude of I'm right and you're wrong. I've got the right doctrine. You've got the wrong. You see, we don't have a doctrine really to give to people. We've got a person. Now, this person in this person is, is, is a message, is a doctrine. And Paul certainly says to Timothy, stay with the true doctrine. So doctrine truly is just the fundamental essential um, uh, truths of what we know in Christianity and what the gospel is, basically. And so, um, and the fullness of what the gospel is, the fullness of what the cross has accomplished for you. Uh, and you know what? The old covenant is taught by tradition of, the of their fathers, through tradition of the fathers. In other words, what people have taught. You, you I can remember you know, thinking years and years ago when I first met you, Sharon, that you were you just wanted me to teach you new things, and you were just taking notes all the time. Finally, I said, Sharon, it's not going to come like that. Remember that, Sharon? I sure do. I remember what you said. What did I it's say? It's not going to be learned through my intellect. It's going to be revealed through revelation. And has it been revealed? Amen. It has been revealed through revelation. It continues to be so. And it won't stop. No. The revel the revealing just continues to on and on and on until we can hardly stand it. It's so wonderful. Now that doesn't mean that we don't have suffering and things happen to us. We'll talk about that. Actually we what I if I do have time, maybe I don't today, but uh, the next time I'm gonna talk about Paul and exactly what he went through and what his calling was. You know, he had the calling of suffering. That was his initial calling. Wow, wow. I mean, we say, well, hope, I'm glad I wasn't Paul. But guess what? If you're the message, messenger of this new covenant, uh, guess what? You know, there might be some, Satan's not going to like it. Satan's not going to like it that you're sharing this new covenant, uh, New Testament truth that really will set people free. He likes to keep Christians bound up. Jesus likes to get everybody freed up, doesn't he? Okay, some of the things that we will, our consciousness will be changed from an independent self. I'm independent. Jesus is walking alongside me. God the Father's in heaven. I know the Holy Spirit's in me, but, um, but I'm just me here, really. And I, it's ever, the responsibility is always on me. So I'm a me, I have a me consciousness. I have a what do I do next consciousness? Me, 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 me consciousness, which is independent, really, an independent self-consciousness. What does that mean? Well, 
I have Jesus, but I've got a great big performing me that I've got to be responsible for and keep. I've got to keep myself from sinning. I've got to keep myself holy. I've got to keep myself, well, you, do you realize you're trusting in your own self when you do that? You're not trusting in the indwelling life of Christ within. So we move from a me consciousness and a self-consciousness to a Christ consciousness. Do you know the body of Christ is more me conscious than they are and self-conscious than they are Christ conscious? Because we're always thinking, am I doing it right? Maybe I'm not doing it wrong. Is this God's will? Maybe it's not God's will. You see, you can know that you're living the, the you know what uh, Philippians says, Sharon, you, you remember this verse? where it says in Philippians chapter 2, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling because it is God that worketh in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. Who is the willing and doing? Seems to me like it's God in you willing and doing. Well, how do I work that out? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a work of faith to believe it. Most people could never believe that they could be the walking will of Christ. Are you kidding me? That it's God willing and doing, and it's not, they're not the responsible one. Everything is not back on me and what I do and what I don't do. I always say, oh, my, our, my responsibility is to respond to his ability. Sharon, you had a question? Well, you said it's working faith, isn't it? It's not a working through self-effort. It's a returning to faith to believe and trust and acknowledge that I do have the answers in Christ. I do have the wisdom. So it's a moving away from working of self-effort into a life of faith. Yes. Can you say a little bit more about working faith? Well, yes, I can. <laughs> uh, actually, the whole Bible is about faith. It's about faith. It's believing what God says about us. You know, we read our Bible and we don't realize it's, it's a book of promise. We think it's a book of requirements. It's a book of what I should do and not do. Do we realize the only reason that Paul gives us wisdom, wisdom on family affairs and this or that, it's basically because we're immature. When you're mature, you won't have to have those kind of instructions. And, and they're never, never, never uh, uh, what I've got to do as a requirement. It's always meant to be an act of faith. Well, like it says for husbands to love their wives. I mean, that just sounds like, well, that's a requirement. I've got to do that. Well, okay. But the question is not what. Of course, a husband loves his wife. The question is, how do I do that? Well, you don't do it by self-effort. You do it because the lover lives in you and you can always take it by faith that, you, that, that Christ is in you and he is that love apart from your feelings, apart from what you think or feel. We're really going to go into that, Sharon, and you're really great on that because, well, you just have the best questions ever. You know, I just, you can tell I just adore her. She's a, she's a great, great friend. So anyway... Okay, let me, let me, I'm back to where I was, okay. All right, we're moving from the old to the new. This is really, you know, so many people are still halfway into the old covenant, still trying to keep some of the old covenant requirements. 
about what to do on Sunday or what to do on Saturday or, you know, bless your soul. If you want to, you know, wherever you go and worship, that's wonderful. But Jesus told the woman at the well that she said, where do I go to worship? Do I go here in Samaria to uh, at Jacob's well or up in Samaria or which are the 10 tribes, that's where they were, or do I go down to Jerusalem to worship? And Jesus had something different than she really expected. So I guess this is maybe different than what most people expect. Because Jesus said, God is seeking them who will worship him in spirit and in truth. In other words, in spiritual truth. You will know spiritual truth. And in knowing spiritual truth, you won't, no one will have to tell you to worship God. You'll live in praise all the time. That's, I mean, not that you won't have sad days. That's not that you won't have days that you're, you feel depressed or days that you're out of sorts or days that the tension is on you and it's greater than you can even imagine. But <laughs> you know what? We've got the answer. That's the, that's the point. And the spiritual truth concerning you, concerning your situation, concerning what you're going through is right there. And God will teach you to have the single eye of faith so you can see through what you're going through to God's eternal purposes behind everything. Oh, wow. That's, that's a biggie, Sharon. That's a biggie. Okay, so from the old to the new, we don't have to mix the two. Actually, sometimes we're mixing works with grace. We're thinking it's part works, grace, and part works. Part what Christ did and part what I have to do. Well, what do we have to do? Uh, you know what? There's a wonderful verse in John. I always like to turn to it, Sharon. It's in John chapter 6 because that very question came up with Jesus. They came to Jesus and they said to him, this is chapter 6, verse uh, of John, the Apostle John, verse 28. And they said to him, to Jesus, they came, the people came to Jesus and asked him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? Well, Jesus answered, this is verse 29, and said unto them, okay, this is it. Do you get this? Now, this is it. Now, this is all there is. It's not really hard. It's not rocket science. It's really this simple. Listen to what he said. This is the work of God that you believe on him, meaning believe on Christ and believing on, on what Christ has done on your behalf and the fact that Christ is your life. That's what he's talking about, whom God has sent. When you really, it's just as simple as that. Believe on him. You see, that's why the book of Hebrews says, looking unto Jesus, the author of and finisher of our faith, looking, looking, looking to him. And, you know, um, I was thinking about this the other day, Sharon. When our God is big and mighty and powerful and full of answers and resolve, our problems are small. When our problems are huge and overwhelming and always on our mind, Maybe our God is too small. You see the difference? 
when you really know the mighty power of the living God and the, the indwelling Christ that God has given us to be the very life source that we live from, oh my gosh, every, then victory is ours every day. We are more than conquerors. <laughs> but if we're trying to mix the old with the new, and that's a lot of times what we're doing, but we're, we're trying to say, okay, I'm saved by faith alone in Christ, but I'm sanctified and I have to live this life plus a performing me. Well, that's, uh, that's not going to work. <laughs> and why do we think that way? Because that's how, that's how I've thought from the very beginning. That's why we need, our minds need to be cleansed to have the same mind of Christ, the same consciousness that Christ has. You mean I can think like God thinks? Yes, because it says that we have the mind of Christ. You can move in and take that. Sharon, do you have something well, there? Well, as you were saying that, it really is a life of living in communion yeah. with God and receiving from God receiving and being op opening up to that life which is available all the time yes it's present god is present every every, every moment well he's omnipresent isn't he present, yes and do so we really believe that receive that yes life and open up to it and you know from it. you know what people excuse me if i interrupt yeah, you i kind of do that though i'm sorry but anyway i don't mean to do that um you know, so many people, when they're in the middle of something, they say, where did God go? Well, even the theologians say he's omnipresent. That means he is present, but we've made the problem bigger than God. Is God bigger than our problems or are our problems bigger than God? Which is it? You see? We get our problems, Sylvia, make us feel like we're separate and God isn't present. That is That's right. That's not true. God's always present. We've got to really know that. We've got to understand that. We've, that's why we've got to understand the difference between how we feel and how we think and who we really are as a spirit person. Now, that's a radical reversal. That's what I'm really getting at here because I want to talk about, if I don't have time this time, I do want to talk about how Paul actually had this reversal inside of him he because he was a great apostle let me read you a little bit about his credentials he says he's telling the philippians now he was in jail prison at this time he was the end of his life he was in rome he was going to be beheaded in rome and he wrote this letter from rome what verse are you reading well uh, this is the third chapter of philippians it says this this is Paul saying this about himself. He said, For we are the circumcision which worship God in spirit. That's exactly what we just said a while ago. Jesus said that. And, and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Because the flesh life uh, profits nothing. Jesus said that. Okay. Now, now he's talking about, this is a, a synopsis short one of how he used to live for though i might have confidence in the flesh if any man thinks that he has thereof he said he might he said i trusted even more than anybody else what did he trust he says i was circumcised the eighth day i mean that's 
you know, he, his parents brought him to the temple. He had the act of circumcision that, you know, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, which was the southern tribe. The two southern tribes were the tri tribes of Judah and Benjamin. And he was of that tribe of and stayed in Jerusalem. The other 10 tribes, you know, were scattered abroad. Okay. A Hebrew of the Hebrews. I mean, everything to be proud about, everything to trust in. In touching the law, a Pharisee. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, he called himself. Concerning zeal, well, guess what he went out doing? He persecuted the church, not just persecuting the church. He killed the Christians. He murdered them. And the ones he didn't, he, and he, he would take as prisoners to, to into Jerusalem. Touching righteousness, which is of the law, I was blameless. That's, that's pure self-righteousness. <laughs> it is. Okay, that's a lot to trust in. My religion, my bloodline, what I've uh, accomplished, my intellectual understanding. And by the way, he was an intellectual, probably a genius. You know, we, all, I, we always think of him as an apologetic you know, like Ravi Zacharias, have you ever seen him talk to the uh, the kids in college? I mean, he is just brilliant, and he's an apologetic. Well, Paul was an apologetic. How do we know? Well, he reasoned with his Jewish brothers. It didn't do any good. Most of the time, they mostly persecuted him. But um, he certainly had the credentials to know the Old Testament prophecies and how it applied to Jesus being the Messiah. But we're going to go over that probably next time. I really intend to keep this within an hour. You know, I think I could go on and on. You know, anybody that knows me knows that I probably could. But I'd like to keep this within an hour, maybe even 15 minutes after, but not much longer. I mean, I'm sure you have other things to do on a Sunday evening. So I think I will wind it up. And I'm going to come back. Be sure to do this. Get on the website. Download What is Man presentation. And you're going to have a big page. It won't be this size. It will not be this size. And that's fine. Put it in a binder. And uh, you can just flip those charts just exactly the way I do. And we're going to study them. We're going to look at them. And I think having visual aid always helped me and maybe and I'm hopeful hopeful that it will help you plus it's just filled with scriptures we're going to look these scriptures up we're going to see what the Bible says it's not just and I will say this if you think what I'm teaching is not true you go you be a Berean you go to your Bible and find out for yourself because um, that's what I've done I've gone to my Bible I you know, there's been lots of people that have come to me and said, well, I've got this this truth to, to give you and that truth. I'm really that kind of a person. I will say, well, thank you for sharing that with me, but I'm going to have to see what God says to me about it. And I want you to do the same thing. And another thing I like to say before I close, I like to say you Christians who have the Holy Spirit already, maybe you have thought a lot of what I'm teaching already. Maybe I will just confirm what God has begun 
to bring about inside you. And in that confirmation, it, it will bring a fixation in you that you know, that you know, that you know. A lot of times I'm just confirming to you what you already know. Maybe I'm reiterating what you already know. But just know this, be open, hear from God, hear from the Holy Spirit in me. It's not about me. It's about the Holy Spirit speaking to you and bringing these truths inside your heart. And actually, we know that when we preach, when we teach, that we are actually imparting seeds of truth in your spirit that may not be in your understanding yet, but that's going to come too. The anointing of God's anointing will come in you and the understanding will come and the revealing of these things will absolutely transform you. And that's what we're really about. Sharon, do you have another well, thing? Before we close, I just wanted to remind people that if we didn't get to your comments... Uh, we're going to have a lot of programs. I, I mean, I just have hundreds of programs that I've done on the Liberating Secret. A lot of times you might be seeing some of those. Okay. But the li but I'm going to be live streaming again next Sunday. So people can continue to send their comments. Please do. And if you have questions, email me, sylviap at theliberatingsecret.org. Please do that. I'll be glad to answer any of your questions. And some of your hard questions, maybe I'll ignore. <laughs> All right. I hope, I hope that you're with us. I hope that you want to know these, these truths and it want, you want it to be a living reality in you. And if it is, then, then you can be praising the Lord with us. And maybe you'll come, any of you that maybe are, Sharon, maybe someday will sit here beside me. She'll be here. I know some of the people from California. We know some people. Um, uh, Nick Puiduck and also Bill, Bill Bauer from California, they'll come here. Also, uh, Steve uh, Scott, he likes to come and he's real tall, so I'll look short and he'll be tall, so we'll have to pull back a little bit. All right, well, I'm going to I'm going to close by now and I hope you've enjoyed this. I want to get to know you, just 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 pour out all your questions, all your comments, and I'll be looking at the feed. So goodbye for now, and see you next Sunday on Sundays with Sylvia. Goodbye. I hope that you are being blessed by The Liberating Secret. If you would like to have for yourself my books, booklets, or any of my TV or radio series, check out our website's bookstore. Our TV shows are also on our YouTube site. And be sure to get the Liberating Secret app for your phone. We have an annual Louisville conference in June, as well as a biannual Women's Retreat at Polly's Island, South Carolina. Come for a weekend or a week of study, fun, fellowship by the ocean. We also have a weekly Bible study. See our website for times and location. My husband and Scott and I would love to come and share the liberating truth to your fellowship, church, or home group. Please call or contact us through the website. If you would like to donate to our ministry, make your checks out to Christ Our Life Ministries, Post Office Box 43268, Louisville, Kentucky, 40253. Please pray for us and we will pray God's very best for you.